before at a level that you never gave before. Love causes us to do things that we would be unwilling to do for any other reason. And some of the tasks mothers do routinely, other people would never do even for a paycheck. <laughs> like cooking every meal, every day, year after year, years on end, without pay. Or like washing a child's clothes after they got sick and threw up all over them. Mother gets to be the one to do that. Or like cleaning and bandaging some nasty injury, you know, that their child has. Or maybe some unsightly skin condition, you know. Week after week they're dressing this because someone has to do it and they want their child to get well. I'm sorry for bringing up some gross examples. (laughs) But I want you to think about the lengths to which A mother goes routinely because she is willing to do what she does out of love. Love costs us something, sometimes a lot more than we ever thought we could give. Now, the Apostle Paul used an image of a mother's love when he talked to the Thessalonian believers, and he told them how much he cared about them. In fact, In 1 Thessalonians 2, Paul used two striking images of love, both mothers and fathers. It's interesting. Our Wednesday night group studied through this not too many weeks ago, and we were amazed, you know, with the description and how uh, much he, he talked about the gentleness and his love and his kindness and the depths to which his love would go. And so, If you have a Bible, turn over 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. If you don't have your own Bible with you today, just grab one from the seat in front of you to make it really easy. Just turn to page 957, and uh, you'll find that uh, passage there that speaks so eloquently to Paul's love for the believers at Thessalonica. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting with the seventh verse, the last part of that verse. This is Paul's description of the love that he had. For his fellow believers. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, he says, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, he says, brothers and sisters, our toil and our hardship, that we work night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Notice some things that Paul says here in this passage. You kind of glance down at your Bible again. Think of this one. He says, just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. You think of that tenderness. You think of of the attention to detail, every little nuance, every little expression, every little cry for help. That is how Paul felt about the Thessalonians. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted not only to, to share with you the gospel, but our very lives as well. That's the one thing for a preacher to stand up and preach the gospel. It's another thing for you to, to share the good news with somebody else, and, and, and you do that maybe you know, just out of concern or, or love for them, but really no involvement in their lives. It's another thing when you lay down your life for somebody. It's another thing when you invest all of your energy and time into their lives and whatever they're going through. And then you share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, we work night and day 
while we were among you. And we did not want to be a burden to anyone. Does that sound like a mom or not? You know, most of the moms I know will work night and day for their children and never want to be a bother, never want to be a burden to anyone else in the family. And then finally, for good measure, Paul says, we dealt with you as a father deals with his own children. Now, we could save that for Father's Day, but you still get the idea, the concept, that the father is constantly there urging and encouraging and comforting their children to grow in the Lord, to live lives worthy of God, he says. And Paul says, I have been as tender and as gentle among you as a mother nursing her newborn child. And I have dealt with you like a father, encouraging and urging you, the little, you know, maybe a little push behind this. I never once worried about my own needs, Paul says. I was only focused on your needs. I have not only shared the gospel with you, but I have shared my very life with you. For that's what love does. Love gives and gives and gives. And a mom's love for her children is a special kind of love. It's kind of in a category all its own. I've never seen anyone give more to others than the mothers that God has brought into my life. Is that true for you? You know, you look around you, you see the example, you see maybe your own mom or your mother-in-law, you see your daughter being a mom, and you see examples all around us. When Mother's Day rolls around, I start noticing more than ever what a wonderful relationship my wife has with our children and grandchildren. I don't want to embarrass you, Jane, but I guess I will for a moment that I marvel at her love for her kids and their love for her. Our son Josh is 40 years old now. This is kind of hard to admit. And the father of two beautiful girls, Nova and Isley, they're 16 and 13. Our daughter Jenna is 32 years old now and the mother to three beautiful children, Haley, Grayson, and Lincoln, 13, 7, and 4. And what amazes me as I look at the relationship that each of them have with Jane is that as our children get older, my wife seems even closer to them than she was when they were little, and they were close. I mean, they, there was a great bond there. And, and uh, every day I hear her and Jenna on the phone with each other multiple times during the day, having a good time, talking about everything under the sun and everything good or bad and everything between, and just being around her. Whenever our son comes for a visit or when we talk on the phone, uh, the same thing is going on there. A special bond is there. A special love is there. And on top of that, now she's Nana to five amazing grandchildren. And they adore her. Uh, Lincoln, who comes a couple times a week to our house, is so upset the days when he can't come to see Nana again. And she loves those children and our grandchildren with every fiber of her being. This must be how the Apostle Paul felt about the people in the churches that he had started. In some cases, he was able to stay a long time, sometimes only a few weeks, but sometimes it was months or even years that he would stay there so that he would grow very, very close to the people that he had brought to Jesus Christ. And they started feeling like his own kids. He started feeling like their mom or their dad or both. Like I have to take responsibility for these people. I have to make resp uh, responsible choices and I have to make sacrifices. Everything that he did was motivated out of his love for God and his love for the people that Jesus was saving through him. And the reason I wanted to kind of focus on this this morning on Mother's Day because 
We've started in a new thing last week, pray and go. We started thinking about what it's like for this congregation to be going out more into the neighborhoods and the streets of our town. And we must have love as our motivation when we go there. So I want to lift up love. I want us to, to just take kind of a, a glory in love today, the, the whole idea of love and what love can do and what can love can motivate us to do. And like Paul, we need to be motivated to share the good news of Jesus with lost people because of our love for God and man. We must learn to love people who are far from God the way God loves them. And I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we understand. I don't underst maybe understand myself the burden that God has for every lost person that he wants them to come home. He wants them to come back to him. And if we can gain that love, if we can somehow secure that love in our life, we will be willing to do whatever we can to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Now, last week, we began introducing Pray and Go. And I asked us, how far would we be willing to go to tell other people about Jesus and what he's done for us? And I asked us, you know, would be willing to go across the street? Would be willing to go around the block from our house? Would we be willing to go, we said, maybe 90 miles because that's how far Jesus went his whole lifetime from home? Or maybe wherever God wants us to go. Did you ask yourself that question? Did you, did you take a moment to say, I'm not sure I would go very far. I'm not sure I'd even leave my front door. I'm not sure if I go across the street to a neighbor that I'm concerned about because I know they don't know the Lord. I'm not sure if I would take the time to go around the block. I'm not sure that I would go 90 miles or to any length that God wants me to go. Is it love or is it fear? that is motivating us? That's a question that each of us must ask and answer. Pray and go is simply asking us to walk down our street or maybe around the corner to a nearby neighborhood and simply pray for every house and every family on that street, every house and family that we walk past. And then without, without even knocking on the door, we have the opportunity to put a little door hanger like this up on their door. And it simply just says, we prayed for you today, and it has the name of our church at the bottom. And at the back it says, you know, I prayed for you today. You put your first name, just your first name. You put the date. Today I prayed for you. Please let us know if you have a special prayer need in your family. And here's an email that you can send it to. Now this is just a device. It's just a tool. It's just a method but it's a means for us to start getting out into the streets and out to where people live and expressing to them love, expressing to them concern and compassion. And as our neighbors read the message we've left, we hope that they will reach back out to us at the email, which is just praynewhope at gmail.com, to let us know how we can get more involved in their lives, how else we could pray more specifically for them, and maybe They'll come up with other things. As we see other churches that have done this, they've had responses from people that have said, you know, uh, I've got a real struggle going on here. Let me tell you about it. And so they open up and they ask for the church to pray about it. And we're going to do, do that. And you have people that will say, well, you know, I have this other thing going on. Can the church do anything about that? And you have the opportunity now because they've contacted us for us to reciprocate, to, to talk with them and say, Yes, we can do that. Or we can't do that, but 
we'll come alongside you and we'll figure this out together. And as we pray for each household and we go before household after household and then leave a note at the door, we pray that they will open their hearts to God for the healing and the hope that God wants to bring to their lives. Now, before we pray for our neighbors, we've asked you to pray for us, to pray for ourselves that God will so fill us with his love that we'll have a greater and greater burden for the lost people of our city. Sometimes we go through days or weeks or months, we don't really think about the people around us. We have too much of our own stuff to deal with. We need to have a heart for, God, for them that God does. And so let's pray for our hearts first that God's love would so fill every corner of our hearts so that we will do whatever we can to show his love to our neighbors. To love everyone as God loves them is then our goal. Jesus told us what God's love is like in a number of places. And let me read a couple key passages for you. In Matthew 5, 43, he said, You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. See, that's what God does. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? You know, everybody does that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Love as God loves, Jesus is saying. God loves all of us even the people that don't know him yet, even the people who don't want anything to do with him right now. And he sends his rain and his sunshine on all of us, hoping that somehow this will cause us to turn back to him, to thank him, and then to be forgiven of our sins. Jesus said to his followers in another passage, Luke 6, 35, he says, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid, then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will be truly acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Now that takes greater love than maybe we would have on our own, right? It takes a depth of love. It takes a strength, a, 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 a very sacrificial kind of love to love somebody who's abused you, somebody who has hurt you, somebody who hates you, somebody that is filled with ingratitude or wickedness. And God continues to pour out his love on every person in this world, hoping that they will turn back to him. God's not out to punish everyone who has sinned, but rather to see all of us come back to him to be forgiven and saved. 2 Peter 3, 9 says this, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. That is God's heart. That is God's love for every person on this planet, no matter who they are, what they have done, where they have gone, who they've been with. God's love is for every person on this planet. But even though God loves all of us, he can't just wink at our sin. Our sins have to be paid for. The debt has to be satisfied. And the amazing thing is about God's love is that he himself paid our debt when Jesus died on the cross. And through Jesus' sacrifice, 
All of us have the opportunity to come home to God. As the Apostle Paul explained in Romans 5, 7, and 8, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. To know and love sinners like God does then is, is the goal. That, that's, that's the goal of pray and go, the goal of this church. To know and love sinners like God does. Our hearts need to be filled with his love so that we can share his love with everyone else in this world. Paul told the believers at Ephesus in Ephesians 3, he said, And I pray that you and that all God's holy people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love, how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. Christ's love is greater than anyone can ever know, but I pray that you will be able to know that love, Paul said, and then you will be filled with the fullness of God. The all-powerful, all-perfect God of this universe still loves sinful people. Sinful people like us. All over this world, wherever they live, whatever they look like, whatever they've done. He offers salvation. He offers forgiveness to everyone. Even if they have no desire to know him up till now. If they've just rejected him, if they've refused him, if they've pushed him off, if they've made fun of him, he still loves them. And if God can so love people who don't know him yet, perhaps have shunned him, how can we refuse to love them with the same kind of love he has given us in Jesus Christ? How could we be willing to receive his love and yet not give his love to everyone else? When we started Pray and Go last week, I said the first thing we need to do is pray. And I hope that you've been praying this week. I know I have. I hope that you have taken up that challenge to pray about this, pray every day, to pray uh, for what God will do as we start reaching out and we start going out better than we've been going out. For every great movement of God begins with prayer. We need to pray for ourselves. We need to pray for our hearts, that our hearts reflect God's love for the people of this community. And we need to be filled to overflowing with God's love so we will not hesitate to share his love with the people of this town. At the same time as we pray, we need to pray for the people of this community, people in our neighborhoods, people next door, the people across the street from us, people that maybe we work beside, people that our kids go to school with or play in the ball team with. Pray for those people so that somehow their hearts would be opening up to the Lord as we express genuine love and concern for them. And then, after we've prayed, and while we pray, we're going to do whatever we can to reach them, to reach out to the hurting and helpless people of our community. We're going to give them God's love with our prayers. And our heart's desire is for pray and go to help us make some real connections with this people, this community that we've not met yet, People, we don't know what's going on in their lives yet. We don't know the struggles. We don't know the joys and the sorrows. But to make real connections with them for Jesus Christ so that someday they would come to know him as Savior and Lord. 
I'd like to take some time with you this morning, this Mother's Day, this day when we've got thoughts about a lot of other things, just to pray and to pray again for God's heart of love to somehow fill us with that same love. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that we have the opportunity to uh, pray and, and to seek you together. Uh, this is not something we take lightly, something that is a, 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 a great privilege for us. You've asked us to come boldly before your throne of grace. You've told us that Jesus has made that possible, and so we can come as your children today. And we ask, Lord, that the love that we've seen you demonstrate to us, that we've seen you give to others that that just has amazed us at times, would be the same love that will be found in our hearts very soon if it's not already there. I pray for every person here today, every person that's part of our congregation, even if they're not here, that each of us would be filled up with your love for the people around us, people that maybe don't care about you, don't know about you, have so much going on in their lives that they're not even even concerned to know you or Jesus. But Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts to them, that you would help us to see them as you do, to love them as you do, to do whatever we can for them as you are already doing. And Lord, I pray that uh, through this effort called Pray and Go, uh, that you will create in us a greater burden for the lost than we've ever had before, that you would uh, instill within us a love for people that maybe we've never had before. And that you would uh, just bring this to, to the top, to where it just overflows in, in compassion and grace and kindness and in gentleness, all the kind of the characteristics we've talked about moms having today. But we do this for people we don't even know yet. We do this because of your love, Father, and because you have loved us first. We know now how to love others. We ask for your blessing upon us as we go out as your congregation here. We ask for your blessing on those that we will go to. Even now, we pray for them and whatever they're struggling with, whatever they're dealing with. Some have stories that would break our hearts if we only heard the stories. Some of them are dealing with issues that we have never had to deal with ourselves or maybe issues that we have gone through and you're going to unite us, you're going to connect us because We can share that together and we can, through that experience, point them to you. Whatever it is, Lord, we just open our hearts to you and we pray for them that somehow through these efforts, you will bring us together and we will have greater opportunities than ever to have an impact in the lives of people that are far from you right now. People that have never spoken the name of Jesus unless they were cursing people that don't know his story, that don't know of his grace and his love, but can very soon learn about him and have the opportunity to come home to you. Lord, I pray for uh, courage. I pray that we would not be hindered by fear, but that we would be motivated by your love. And that love would be shown in a myriad of ways in the coming days and weeks. We ask for your blessing now, in Jesus' name, amen. If you have joined us in worship today, maybe you're here in this room, maybe you're online today and you've joined us for Mother's Day, if you're not a Christian, 
But can I talk to you just for a minute? I want you to know that you don't have to clean yourself up in order to put your faith in Christ, you know, to become a Christian. You don't have to, you know, get yourself all together and looking good and, and deal with all the issues of your life before you can come to Jesus and trust him to save you because you're already loved. You're already valued by God. You're already loved and valued by the people here in this room, by the people of this congregation. But we want you to know that Jesus alone can heal your brokenness. Jesus alone can bring hope back to your heart again. And uh, I just pray, we're gonna sing a song, and I pray that you let this song kind of speak to your heart. And this uh, song maybe, um, maybe reach out to you in a way that you feel like, you know, I can start opening up myself to this. I, I can start considering what these people are singing about and realize how much God loves you and how much we love you. I'd like to invite you to stand and sing and pray that all of us will be thinking